You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 243 of Teach Better Talk podcast. My name is Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with that other guy that, you know, joins the show every so often. We don't know why. He has a name. Can't Jeff, get rid I feel of him. Like. Can't get rid of him. Hi, Jeff Gargas. How are you? I was waiting for you to be like, and his name is Chris Madsen. I know. Hey, I was- the show. And now it's me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, that was a great introduction, Ray. This is an awesome episode. I think people are thrilled to be here already. This is so why they pay so me. Far. This is why they pay me the big bucks, right? A dirt, you know, for this free podcast that we put out two episodes a week. Pay you for this? Does someone um, pay you for this? Like, huge what? buckaroos. I got frozen pizza today. How do you think I pay for that? This podcast, boom. When you got the frozen pizza, how did you cook it? Okay, guys, no joke. Our podcast listeners are so mean to me sometimes. <laughs> They're, brutal with the They're pizza. so brutal because every time, every time no, one of every time one of you guys make a pizza, or anytime <laughs> I mention I made a pizza, I get direct messages on Instagram or Twitter or private Facebook messages being like, Hey Ray, made a frozen pizza. I took off the cardboard. I'm like, hee hee hee, okay. Jokes been made. <laughs> So I actually upgraded. Guys, I've been eating Jack's Pizza. Sorry, this is not an ad. But you know Jack's Pizza? It's like 49 cents for the pizza. And it tastes like cardboard, but I like it. It's like, you know, it's 49 cents for the pizza? Is it like a single slice? No, no, no. It's a frozen pizza. Like a legit, like large pizza or like a a personal pan like style? No, no, no. Like a legit big frozen pizza. 49 cents. Yes. It's legit 49 cents? Yes. I really don't think you should be eating that. There's no, no way it's oh actual pizza, like a pepperoni cost. <laughs> well, I'm, it's a cheese pizza. Does that change anything? I'm pretty sure there's enough cheese on a cheese pizza. that will be... I'm telling you, I really like it, and there's certain grocery shows I can get it at, and I thought that I was, like, hitting the jackpot, like, whoa, frozen pizza. Then I got a home... What is it? Home in... some so Home run in something else. It was a different brand, okay? No okay. idea what you're talking about. People are listening to this, and they're like, Ray, how do you not know the name of this? Anyway, it's... Home Run In, I think is... I'm so sorry, we'll I don't know. Home Run In, I like it. We'll go okay. Home Run In. Sounds like a hotel, but apparently it's pizza. <laughs> it's like a $6 frozen pizza. And I'm is like, it, whoa. Is it baseball themed? <laughs> no, like, baseball. is it hot dog pizza? Like ball frying No, pizza? it's a cheese pizza. <laughs> All right. All I'm this telling you is that between the... Podcast s- episode. Between the $6 frozen pizza. <laughs> And the 49 cents, I think I like the 49 cents better. Hey, you know, it's all about what you like, you know? Oh, my gosh. I I think (laughs) what we've learned here today is that you just shouldn't be able to eat pizza anymore because that's crazy. I I need to come to Illinois and try this 49 cent pizza um, for for two two reasons. One, I want to go buy it with you because I'm curious whether it's 49 cents or or if it's actually like 4.99 and you don't know how to read. Price no, I'm, I'm telling um, you, I'm looking at it. And then I want to taste it because you said it tastes like cardboard, but I like it. I love cool. it. Anyway, so it tastes like cardboard, but Ray loves it. Uh, so if Ray tells you something tastes good, you may want to second guess it. 
Jack's um, frozen pizza. Y'all know. Okay. Uh -huh. Where are you getting it from? Where are you buying it from? Well, I do it on Instacart. So I get it from oh, okay. like Hy-Vee or like Jewel or whatever. This says at Target, it's $1.60. So I really think I am getting it for 49 you cents. You might legit. be getting it for 49 cents. Target, yep. Target does some big markup on that. I know. Hey, and that was pepperoni. Cheap. That was pepperoni. Well, and I don't even do well, pepperoni. That's why it's a buck 60. Yeah. <laughs> This is not yeah. an ad for frozen pizza, in case anyone's wondering. We well, don't have any sponsors. You said it tastes like cardboard. <laughs> but I really like it. <laughs> if, if Jax was sponsoring us right now, I'm pretty sure they'd pull the sponsorship. <laughs> Guys, I really meant it as a good thing. It tastes really good. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Jax Pizza. If you like cardboard, you'll like our crust. Um, I can't. I'm trying really hard to see if we can get Ray to snort tonight. Anyway, let's oh talk God. about something that's not frozen pizza for a change because Mark Heller has already skipped past this anyway. <laughs> um, I cannot wait to see some of the tweets about this. So I'm please so tweet at Jeff Gargas and let me know what you think about Ray right now. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to talk about, um, we, talk, we, we mentioned these folks, these amazing educators every now and then, but I feel like it's been a while. Maybe it has been, whatever. We're going to talk about it anyway. And that, are, that is our amazing guest bloggers. Um, just before we started po podcasting tonight, I got to chat with Carrie and Livia, who run our, our, our blog, manage all of that. And so I was kind of like in the moment of like just talking through it and how amazing we have a bunch of new ones coming, a bunch of new series coming. It's incredible. We're increasing the amount of blog posts that come out every week, which is awesome because it's like already a lot. So we have multiple, multiple posts coming out now every day. Um, at least one every single day and multiple on multiple other days. So super excited, but we can't do that without all of these amazing educators from all over the country, all over the world, really that write with us um, and contribute to the blog over at teachbetter.com. And so I, I didn't necessarily, this isn't like a, a shout out this, this one, this one, this one, just like in general, if you go over to teachbetter.com, like check out the blog se section, go to the, our team, the about us, our team. There's a section that just features all of our, amazing guest bloggers and you can click on there and get out to their Instagram, get out to their Twitter and connect with them. Cause like Ray always says about this podcast episode, we don't want this to be like the end of the relationship, right? We want you to continue talking. Same thing with the blog post. We don't want you to just go read a post and be done with it. We want you to connect with that educator and, and learn and grow from them in other ways too. So I just kind of want to give a shout out to just, it's just awesome. Um, it's amazing to think of how many we have. Uh, they told me that in 2020, we got up to just shy of 70 guest Post and we have or guest bloggers and we have even more now just after the first week and a half of of 2020 so or 2021 so um it's pretty awesome I'm not gonna lie I, you know it's not only really awesome but if you really truly take a moment to think about how much content that is like as an educator if you know you can go somewhere and find a blog or two or three brand new for that day every single day all week long including weekends it's unbelievable how much content, how many educators are sharing tips and tricks on the blog. So I, I love it. I actually visit it every day because I always like to see like what new topics were mm -hmm. trending and you can kind of see what are on people's mind because the blogs always go um, to like support what's kind of hot in the world right now. Yeah. So even just, you know, what published recently, we had 
not only the Play Better series and the Better Mindset blog series and the Essential Skills Better blog series and the Chief Happier blog series, those all I feel like came out this week. But a few special posts I really like was the highlights of the 2020. Yeah, that so was we really went. Cool. I love that one because actually we went through blog posts that were all published in 2020 and kind of curated them by topic. So I actually mm-hmm. loved that as a as a cool searchable element of that blog. Yeah. I really encourage you guys to check that out. And something I've seen all over social media, I'm so glad we could throw this together, was um, like the resources of difficult conversations with students. I know that that blog specifically was a blog published in hopes to connect you with other bloggers that aren't even on our site. So like, yeah. really, this is so much more than just a place to connect with other educators or a place to get content. It really is supposed to be a starting point and a continuation of you growing and learning. And I cannot be more thankful for our guest bloggers helping us do that because yes. it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yes. So shout out. If you are one of our guest bloggers, just know that we love you. We appreciate you so much. If you so are much. someone who likes to write and wants to share, wants to take a stab at that, maybe you haven't blogged before and you want to try it out. If you go over to teachbetter.com slash blog, there is a link on there where you can fill out a form to get connected and Carrie and Livia will reach out and chat with you and, and get you writing for us. We'd love to have you share your story as well. So, You know what's helpful, Jeff? Where that button is on the website, I'm actually looking at it. Um, you can not only apply to be a guest blogger, but there's also like a commonly asked questions, like frequently asked questions guide. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not sure you want to be a blogger, that like that download might be helpful because it just gives you some insight in how blogging works. And so that might be kind of what you need to feel the confidence and starting to write with us. So kind of cool. I love it. Awesome. So thank you to all of you amazing writers. We appreciate you a whole lot. Um, we love you. This episode, this was a great episode. Um, we had a blast talking uh, with Lex Hunter. Um, Lex Hunter is, she's actually currently a senior. She's finishing up her undergraduate or at the university of Missouri, Columbia, uh, majoring in secondary language arts and minoring in, minoring in English. She's actually from Illinois. Not too far from you, right? I think Not we figured out just south side of Chicago, I think she said. So um, it was really cool to get her per- perspective of where she's at and in her career, like looking towards the next steps. And, and just, I was just blown away about where, like just where her mindset is and her outlook on life is having, like still being in college, not even getting, like taking the next step outside of that, you know, getting into the career so to speak. I'm not saying that the right way, but you know what I mean? Not even getting into the actual, like the, the career part of that. She's right. Still in the, I'm, I'm in school part and she's just, I think she's brilliant uh, beyond her years. So this was really fun. Uh, afterwards we're like, Hey, are you on a lot of podcasts? She's like, well, I've done like one. And then this we're like, yeah, you need to get on a bunch more. So uh, I think you were really going to enjoy this episode. I know Ray's a fan. I am. There we go. That's all I needed. So with that, you get the, I am fan from Ray. So you get the, the stamp. Uh, we're going to episode 243 with Lex Hunter. All right. We'll be right back with that episode, but I do want to make sure that you know that you should be listening to all the podcasts, a part of the teach better podcast network. Yes. Teach better talk is a fun one. And we really appreciate that you have subscribed and hopefully rated and reviewed this podcast. But we also have other podcasts that we have the opportunity to highlight over in our podcast network. Head over to teachbetter.com slash podcast to see the full list. All right, we are here and we are chatting with Lex Hunter and Lex. It's so great to have you on the podcast. Super excited to 
learn more about you and about your story, whatever, what you have going on. But before we get too far into everything like that, how are you feeling right now? You know, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, last semester here for me at Mizzou. So I'm excited, pumped to kind of end out um, the rest of my undergraduate career. So I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, that's nuts. That's got to be a great feeling. Well, Lex, I'm super excited to dive into these questions with you, learn about more that like you're doing. We are like both in the same type of area in terms of location in the country. So Jeff is oddball out, which always is my favorite situation, which is perfect. <laughs> but as we get into this, I would love to have you kind of answer that age old question of like, hey, Lex, what do you do? How do you answer that when somebody asks you that? Yeah, um, I think for me, I would usually say that I'm someone who is just really excited about transforming educational structures. I like to keep it kind of broad because I don't like limiting myself. Um, and I think that allows me to just um, share who I am without saying, oh, I'm an English teacher or a researcher. Like, I'm just really passionate about doing whatever I can to make sure that student scholars have like a school experience that's equitable and like serves their needs um, and the community that they live in as well. So that's usually how I describe myself to folks. Mm, I, I love that. I love that you describe it in a way to make sure that you're not limiting yourself. I, that That's really awesome. So you said you're in your last semester here finishing up. What's next? What's the next uh, move for you? Where, where are you going from here? Yeah, I recently, uh, just finished applying to a bunch of PhD programs, um, hoping to study um, like educational justice. Um, so that's the next that's the next step. Hopefully, I should be finding out relatively soon. So that's where things are for now. Gotcha, love it. Well, we'll be excited to kind of follow you on your journey and see where you go from here and stuff. So, uh, Lex, one of the things that we talk about on this, on this podcast with everyone is is just talking through failure and overcoming failure and learning from that. I always say that I've been fortunate enough to fail a lot in my life because I've learned from all that failures. I might not have really enjoyed them when they happen, but I can still look back today and look back at failures from, you know, 10 years ago and I can pull lessons from them. So I love this question. I love asking people this question. So can you share a story with us about the time that you've had a failure? Kind of take us there with you. What happened? How did you overcome that? And what'd you take away from that experience? Yeah, I think something that always sticks out to me is honestly just sophomore year in general. Um, and I love that you said like, you've been fortunate enough to fail a lot. I feel like that's something that we have to like normalize because a lot of people don't like talking about when they do fall short. And so for me, it was definitely sophomore year. I was just really uh, over-involved. Um, I had a lot of academic responsibilities, of course, being a student and then just involved in a lot of extracurricular um, things that were taking up a lot of my time. And I'm definitely someone who, when I find myself interested in something, I say yes to a lot of things. And so this was a period where I was saying yes to too many people. Um, and so I really had to learn about, okay, how am I going to, prioritize certain things over others, which is sometimes difficult for me. And so what I found is that sophomore year, I was struggling, not even at me, not even academically, but just like not getting enough rest, right? Like not taking care of myself in the ways that I need to. And so I was like, okay, I really have to get myself together. And a mentor was actually talking to me about what that would look like. So that for me, that meant dropping organization for that semester, right? Uh, finding better ways to balance my social um, time. And I learned a lot about myself um, because I learned about time management, but I also learned that I need to make sure I'm not overwhelming myself and that saying no is like an act of self-care. So that was, that was a tough time, but I was like really happy uh, looking back on how I was able to just persevere through all that and um, take care of what I needed to take care of so that um, I could be successful. Wait, 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 wait. Go Can you ahead. say that louder for the people in the back? <laughs> Saying no is a type of self-care. Did y'all hear that? My goodness. Yes. 
I, I, I was, love that. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> so glad you jumped in, Ray, because I, I could like I could basically like see you like fist pumping over there. Um, and I was thinking the same thing because I, I love that you you touched on that because that, and that's tough. People constantly struggle with that. Uh, I still struggle with that. I feel like every day I have to remind myself of that. And, you know, educators, we see that so, so much. Um, but you really do have to say no is not easy until you can get your, your mind switched like that, Lex, and think, now this is this is self-care. No, saying no is part of that. I love that. That's a really powerful mindset to be in. So really appreciate that story. Let's let's flip it now. Let's talk about a successful moment you had. And this can be something big or something small, but Take us there with you again. Like what happened? Why was it a success for you? And then what did you take away from that experience? Yeah. So I think uh, one of the most successful moments for me, at least, was an opportunity that I had to present research um, with one of my faculty uh, research advisors here at Mizzou. Um, one, I was presenting at Harvard, which was like crazy cool. It was my first time ever presenting research. And I had actually been like doing research since I got to Mizzou. So to finally have something be submitted and actually be approved was really awesome. Um and so that was really cool because I was like, one, like the first undergrad to present at this conference. And then two, I got to talk about so much that I'm passionate about. And it's like, as a ELA teacher, right, I got to talk about how we can connect um, media literacy to um, current events um, and how we can use that to basically prioritize um, student experiences, right? So instead of talking about, let's say, um, To Kill a Mockingbird, we can have a meme that, um, you know, shows a picture of something from the story or from the book and have students talk about that. And so when we're able to do that, it just allows for students to engage with media in more authentic ways and see themselves in ways that they usually wouldn't. And it also helps um, us as educators disrupt the literary canon um, because we're centering students um, and their experiences in the classroom. And that was really cool for me because I'm, I was like not someone who always wanted to be a public speaker. Like I always felt like I had stuff to say, but it was just more so like, Oh, if I'm around my friends and I just get to talk about whatever, like I'm, I love that sort of stuff, but it wasn't, I wasn't comfortable speaking in front of groups of people. And so this was really a way that I got to just be thrown in there and then actually realize, okay, well, I do actually enjoy this and I want to get better at this. And then I was able to network with like so many cool people um, that I get to keep learning from. So it was a really good experience. That is a crazy cool experience. I can't even imagine. Okay. Can I ask a silly question? Like, were yeah. you nervous? Like, I yeah. have to know. Like, <laughs> yeah. how, oh. how nervous are we talking? <laughs> oh, I was super nervous. Uh, funny story, actually, the night before presentation, um, I, like, left the hotel. Well, not, like, the hotel room, but, I, like, well, I left, like, our hotel room was, like, walking around the hotel, and it was, like, 1 a.m., and my... Um, the faculty mentor was like, yeah, like, where is Lex? Like, where does she go? And then, like, messaged me, and I was like, yeah, I just have to... I have to go take a walk. Like I'm literally so nervous. So literally couldn't sleep the night before was nervous all the way up until the presentation. And even after the presentation, I was like, I don't know how I did, but um, it was, it was crazy. Cool experience. Such a cool experience. I can only imagine. And I think I would have been the same way. I can never sleep before like big stuff. And that is a huge thing. So (laughs) super exciting. So out of, I mean, okay. So you're, doing all these things in education already, you already have failures that you're already reflective on and you already have successes that you're celebrating. So what's really like fueling your fire? What's really keeping you excited about education and the work that you're doing? Um, I think for me, just thinking about the things that I experienced or like my family experienced in the educational systems, right? Like thinking about just injustice that people face, whether it's their gender, their race, right? Um, the, the identities that they bring to the table that um, are marginalized. And I think whenever I think about that, 
Um, it just really makes me even more passionate. I want to do things to transform spaces so that students feel like um, their experiences are valid are valued um, in these spaces. And I think right now too, we have all these different things going on in our world that are really um, problems that have always existed, but just expo- like just putting like a really big light on them. And so I think that for me, um, it c- it could be easy, right? On one hand, to think, oh my gosh, there's all these things going on in the world. Like I don't know if we're gonna ever going to be able to overcome them, overcome them. But on the other hand, for me, it's just like, no, like I see all this stuff going on. I'm like, we have no choice but to figure out how to get this right because students, you know, livelihood is on the line. And so when I think about that, it just makes me really excited about being a teacher. And then I'm surrounded by so many amazing people who are also thinking about these sorts of things and challenging me to be better. And so it's really cool. Lex, do you need a job? I feel like maybe I, I just need to work with you. I know that there's going to be people like beating down your door to try and get you in their buildings. But Jeff, can we, I think we just need Lex in our life more often. Can we just make that happen? I, I don't disagree with that. I think I think we can. Like, I know you want to be a teacher in a classroom, but like, maybe, maybe we need to start a school so Lex can be a teacher in the classroom. <laughs> hey, look, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Hey. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe Lex needs to come on some Facebook live or some live streams with us or, quarantine I or something. I don't know. I, maybe some blog post writing going on. I'm just saying, Lex, I think you're going to really struggle that when people listen to your story, listen to your passion, which has already come through in just this really short conversation thus far, you're going to have so many people being like, Hey, so when you need a job, call me. Like, do you know where specifically you want to land in terms of working? Oh, uh, I have no idea. Um, I know, right? Like my long-term goal, like I said, is to like get a PhD and I would like to be a professor or a researcher of some kind at a university that teaches um, pre-service teachers why like education has to be rooted in justice. But I'm someone that I find myself just getting excited about any and everything. Um, So that's where my goal is right now, but I'm open to it all. I love learning. Oh my gosh. The DMs that I'm sure you just received when people are listening to this episode, I cannot even wait. So, so this kind of goes along those same lines. I mean, you have all these goals and aspirations. You're, you're doing incredible work. Question five always has to do with advice. And I think that advice is sometimes really easy to give and sometimes challenging to give. And I really want to focus on finding one piece of advice that right now you want every single educator to consider kind of the piece of advice that you want them to leave with at the end of this episode, what would that be for you? Yeah, I think something that I think um, educators should be thinking about is, right, I think we should be teachable, which is ironic considering our field, right? Like we're used to being in these spaces where we're the expert or, you know, deemed experts. But I think that our student scholars literally have so much to offer us um, and we can be more intentional about creating spaces for them to either lead conversations, lead discourse, but also just anytime you're interacting with a, a human is an opportunity to learn something that can make us a better educator. So I think being teachable is literally like one of the best qualities and traits like a person can have, because that means you're open to learning. That means that, you know, someone else's perspective can change the way that you view the world, which is incredible. Jeff, do you consider yourself teachable? I do because I just learn right there. Like, <laughs> good advice. No, I, I do. I I really try to think my, myself as teachable. I try to always think about being open and and listening. Um, you know, whenever I when if I see something that I agree with very quickly, I I try really hard to to disprove it uh, and to figure out whether I'm believing it because I because I already did or because it's actually the truth. And I think I'm very open of like. I come into a lot of conversations like this is the, this is what I believe and what we should do, and then 
Ray will say something like, no, you know, that's a lot better idea. Let's do that instead. Guys, it drives me. And she teases me me all the time. It drives me nuts when he does that. Because Lex, I don't know about you, but in a in a teachable, like in a situation when you're talking, usually like someone doesn't come with a really strong opinion. And Jeff Gargas is notorious for entering in a conversation <laughs> and being like, here is the answer. And he like already drops the mic before anybody asked him to. And then you like give one piece of information. And you're like, gosh, this is going to take a lot of stuff to like convince him to change his mind. He's so confident. So you bring all the data, all the information to try and plead your case, right? You say one thing and he's like, oh yeah, I guess I changed my mind. I agree I just, with I go you. Over, I, like, <laughs> I, pick, I pick the microphone up and then I just take it over to you. I'm like, here, you can drop that now. Go oh ahead. man, <laughs> it's so frustrating because then you're like, wait, I was so amped to like, I, I know. Like, hey, I, was gonna say, I hope you tell the other side of the story where you like you come like loaded with everything you think you're gonna need, and I'm like, that's actually a really good idea. And you're like, but I had a whole lot more. Like, yeah. That, so kinda... it's like going to it's like going to a big debate, and then one line, and you're already won, and you're like, but I but I prepared sometimes like, all this stuff. <laughs> sometimes, Lex, because I want I I like to make Ray feel good. I will actually. I will actually argue for a while with her just so she can get that all out and really feel victorious, even though I agreed with her. (laughs) Like, it's just, that's just the kind of guy I am. You know? You're so sweet, Jeff. I really appreciate you. I really am sweet. Like, it's really, I I think it's underappreciated on Um, this podcast specifically. You know who I do appreciate? Who's that? Uh, Lex Killing Question Six. Because are you still here? I am. Okay, she didn't hang up yet. That's good. That's good. I've got a question for you. Actually, I have six that I'm going to throw at you. And your goal is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. So here's the thing with these questions is I think everyone's figured out, like, we give our guests these questions beforehand, but that doesn't actually make it easier to answer in 15 seconds. Because most of the time you want to, like, say the answer, but then you want to explain why it's an answer and stuff like that. And so you got to do that really quick. So I, I, I felt that in your voice. You were kind of like, I got this, but I'm not sure if I have yes. it. <laughs> That's I'm okay. gonna try my best though. We're here. All right. What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Okay, Padlet. Um, students can post sticky notes. Um, and it's great for virtual conversations. Uh, give us a book you're reading right now. Currently reading Talking Back, Talking Black by John McWhorter. Uh, give us uh, who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram uh, today? You can give us up to three people. Okay, Mark Lamont Hill, Latina Love, and Tim Wise. Uh, what's a good YouTube channel, website, or podcast that educators should check out? Teaching Tolerance. Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine you think every teacher should get into. Um, I think every teacher should journal. Um, helps to create intentional space to process and reflect. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? A high school teacher of mine told me to show up, to, uh, to show up for myself every day. Ooh. Boy, you you just destroyed those six questions in the best so, way possible. But she was so sad on. She's like, I'm not saying. I'm saying it's just what I need to say. Nothing else. I'm hitting this 15 seconds. And you <laughs> did, but like, you weren't even close. You were, you killed it. Um, but think awesome. about that piece of advice. Like, can we go back to that? Just yes. Just let's for a go to the piece of advice. Because sometimes these pieces of advice, like it takes a second. You got to chew on it. Really let that set in. Like, say that one more time. What is the best piece of advice that you really want people to consider? Um, to show up for yourself every day. I don't think people do that enough. I really don't. Lex, can, can we have you go? You, you already, you already succeeded. You got 15 seconds. You already got yeah, the, you team, got the trophy. trophy. It's coming. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Making that piece of advice, Lex, can you, can you share what, how, like, what does that mean to you? When you, when you say that, when you say, 
you know, it's, it's, it's with me still to show up for myself every day. What does showing up for yourself every day mean? I think for me, it just means, um, holding on to the things that I believe in, um, whether it's in like my professional career, personal life. Right. Um, and just committing every day to, to be that for myself. So like show up authentically, right. Um, show up when it's hard, show up when other people aren't going to agree with me. And I think that if I can do that and I can, you know, at the end of the day, sit with myself and say, okay, well, I did my best and I um, did what I think needed to be done. Um, then I can sleep at night and be okay. So that's always something mm. that I've gravitated towards when he told me that. Mm. That's good. So advice. good. good All right, advice. Lex, I know that our listeners are going to want to connect with you. You have so much to share. I know we just skimmed the surface of this Teach Better Talk po- like podcast episode. And there's so many little pieces that I really would encourage our listeners to rewind back and really listen to, not just to hear it again, but to truly listen to the meeting and take it to heart and try and apply it today. And so I want to make sure they can all connect with you. Can you share your you know Twitter, Instagram, however they can stay connected so people can continue to, to share information with you? Yeah. So my Twitter is underscore A-L-E-X-I-S-H-U-N-T-E-R underscore. And then my Instagram is Alexis Hunter. Those are two ways to stay connected with me. I love it. And, you know, you can find all the links, all the resources that we mentioned in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as those really important links for connecting with Lex and keeping the conversation going. So head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and review, we'd really appreciate that as well. Let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and connect with these amazing educators and just share this podcast with them. Lex, I'm so happy that we've got connected and that we got you on the podcast and that you were able to come on here and share. I'm so excited to watch uh, watch you as you as you continue to learn and grow and be teachable and, and show up for yourself and start to impact education even more. I'm so excited to watch where you go uh, and just to be connected with you now and really, really appreciate you taking some time out and hanging out with us tonight. Thank you. Yes, thanks for having me. Until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better.